Hey friends, you're listening to Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry, a place where you can discover your purpose, your passion, and a place to get tips to get zest for your life back. Keep listening. Every Monday and Thursday, new uploads and tons of laughs right here. Hey friends, it's Monica. Welcome to season two of Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry. And I am so glad that you all are tuning in. And I just want to shout out everyone who's been listening around the world, across the country. Uh, Thank you so much from Ireland to New Zealand to the Philippines. Hello, guys in the Philippines to Australia, South Africa, New England, um, all across the country, all over the world. I just want to say thank you. I know I've missed some countries, but you know who you are. So thank you for tuning in. I'm so excited about this episode today because I get to talk to you guys about trials and triumph. If you've lived long enough, you have gone and faced trials. It's inevitable. Some of us have mastered the art of using our trials to our benefits and making sure that God is able to turn it around for our good, whatever your belief system, it's how you take those seemingly tragic things and make it work for your benefit. And I am so grateful to be speaking with someone today who is going to share her story of situations where she's overcame um, and came out as a better person. Her name is Tanya Baker, and I've admired her from afar for a very long time. She's a worship pastor. She is a psalmist. She's a beautiful spirit inside and out. And you just tune in today so that you can be inspired and encouraged because that's what we do around here, right? All right, stay tuned. So without further ado, I've already introduced her, but let me introduce her again to you guys. This is Tanya Baker, minister. Tanya Baker, who is a psalmist, a worship pastor, a worship leader, a prophet of the sound in the earth right now. Uh, someone who I have admired, like I shared with her off the recording. I've admired her for many, many years. You guys know that. Um, and I'm just so glad to have her on the show so that you can, she can be a blessing to you uh, wherever you might be. So welcome, Tanya. Minister Tanya, Sorry. Oh, Tanya works just fine. Thank you. Now, listen, let me give you your accolades. Uh, Come on, give me some titles. Give me some titles. titles. Minister, pastor, (laughs) prophetess. All right. See, well, then we're good. We're good. It's just Tanya. Thank you, Monica, for having me. I love it. it. See, and as you can see, guys, out of all, there's been plenty of people that I've interviewed and all of them have been just as humble as this. And this is, this is, these are the types of quality people that I'm bringing to you. Just people who are sharing their stories that have a right to express who they are by title, but they choose not to because they're humble in such, in such a way. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation. Um, This whole series, season two of Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry is about overcoming trials and and, and, and uh, overcoming and being becoming triumphant. And I was telling the listeners early on that if you live long enough, you have faced a trial or two. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you so, haven't, you will shortly. There you go. <laughs> stay, stay tuned. 
There you go. So Tanya is a is a native uh, Buckeye. She's from Ohio. Oh, We're exactly. Oh, We're exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, I O I O. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm from Dayton. Dayton. So, but you're currently in Texas. Dallas, Texas. Yes. Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Now, how did you find your way there and how long have you been there? Uh, you know, I, it was, of course, you know, I don't want to be all deep and spiritual, but I, I honestly believe it was a sign of a move of God. Um, I've been here, it'll be two years in January. And um, I moved here for a new ministry assignment at the Potter's House Church of Dallas. So um, that's what brought me here. Wow. So you're the minister of are you the worship pastor? No. My official title is worship volunteer director. So we had nice. a uh, ministry volunteer department only in uh, the arts and music division of uh, almost 400. Wow. And so I am the director of the worship volunteers. I do lead worship from time to time. However, yes. my official title is uh, the worship volunteer director. And really what I do is uh, try to keep the worship volunteers engaged. Uh, that's the vocals, um, musicians, drama, and dance ministry. So it's, it's, yeah, we give God praise. It's a huge, huge organization. Uh, right. I mean, it yeah. really is. It's one of the, yeah. one of the places that people consider as a mega church and it's, yeah, and that you're there. I'm sure that you're an amazing asset to the team. So that's well, incredible. you know, we like to believe. I'm sure you are. <laughs> we like I'm sure believe. you are. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so speaking, so speaking of, of trials and just following following our path and our purpose, um, has there ever been a time in your life where you question your calling? Yeah, every Sunday about six thirty a.m. I question my <laughs> Real talk, real talk. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay, now, okay, now we'll be serious. But honestly. No, yeah. be, as, be, as, be as real as you want to yeah. be. Yeah. Can I, you know, I will, trust me. I mean, I don't, I don't have anything to give but who I am. Um, I, I've questioned literally many, many times. And um, there's been so many times that I've wondered. And the thing that brings me back is um, it happened in um, a conference that I was in Tampa, Florida, mm-hmm. many, many, many years ago. And I, I won't mention because I'm not trying to, you right. know, throw any type of shade at all. It was just a moment for Tanya. Um, as I stood backstage at this huge conference that I have been really, really um, thrown around quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I was asking God, like, God, I didn't ask for this. Like, why did you bring me to this? I, I'm cool. I'm cool singing in my church choir, singing on my church praise team, uh, you know, serving in my local church. And um, what he told, I mean, the spirit of God expressly spoke to me. And this is what Tanya heard. I have called you to be the remnant. It's your job to get the people's mind on me. If you get the people's mind on me, I will take care of you. I said, 
Okay. It was like one of those checks, like if you acting up in the store and your mom said you cut up right here, you're going to get dealt with right here. You know right what I mean? Here. Like you think you really get ready have have a fit and she yoke you up real quick. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was exactly like, I, I, yeah, I felt like my shoulders went up to my ears and my shirt was being pulled away. I really felt yoked up. And I said, okay, God, because I really didn't ask for this. But that was a moment that it was really a challenging moment. It wasn't a challenging moment where it challenged my faith as far as this call is concerned. Yeah. It made me question. And I was like, what in the world? Like people really act like this in the good old gospel kingdom. Like it really messed me up um, in the, in the ministry moment. And so that, that's what he said to me. I'll never forget it. I sat backstage and I was practically in tears, but I didn't want to, you know, didn't want to just fall apart. And, um, he said, I will always have a remnant. Your assignment is to get the people's mind on me me. and I will take care of you. I said, okay. You know what? You know, when, when you're saying this, it it gives me chills all over again, because before I started Mm -hmm. this podcast, because I wasn't going to do it. And Mm -hmm. the Lord said, I need your voice more now than ever in this Mm -hmm. hour. Because Mm -hmm. prior to that, I was crying and pleading like, Lord, I don't want to do another thing. Because Mm -hmm. I felt like that I've I've done literally everything. Ask Mm -hmm. me, I've done it. I'm not afraid to try. I'm one of those people that's not afraid to try. But that's beautiful. Um, But I I failed so much in in Mm -hmm. in a natural sense at these things. Mm -hmm. I was just like, Lord, I don't want to do it. He said, Monica, if you do it, I'll breathe on it and you'll have success. Mm, That's mm. what he said. And so it's like, it's one of those things when you're obedient to the Lord, he'll bless you. And so hearing you say those words, like, listen, just get the people's focus on me. That's all I need you to do. Yeah. God, you do what you're supposed to do and I'll do the rest. Period. Yeah. Yeah. That, That was one of those moments. Yeah. And I'm thankful for it because it wasn't what I chose. It wasn't what I would have chosen for myself. Right. And I, and I'm thankful for it. Uh, but what I do, um, what I do know is that over the years, and that was just one of the moments, but that was the major, um, you know, what they said, how, how they call it a come to Jesus moment. Yeah. That was a really, really, uh, that one that sticks out in my mind, uh, come to Jesus moment. But what I've learned over the years is that I don't lose. I learn mm-hmm. as long as I'm still breathing Everything is a lesson. So I learn. I learn either what to do or what not to do. I learn how to navigate, how to move. And I learn to be led. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes we we do stuff. And I believe God doesn't punish us. It's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> or, do, or do it that way. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So speaking of which, um, when did you know what you were purposed to do? Um... I'm going to probably say maybe early, early 2000s. Okay. Um, it really wasn't about um, a, a title or anything like that. I realized that what God gave me as a gift was not just for me to enjoy mm-hmm. doing, but it was purpose for it. Right. And so, um, because if I'd be honest with you, I was growing up, I thought everybody could sing. I didn't think that was a, a big deal. Most of the people around my, my family sang and in my family sang or around me. And so I didn't realize that that was truly a, a gift and that God would use it to bring glory 
to him. Yeah. Uh, and that was part of my purpose. Now, it's not the totality of it, but it is ab- absolutely part of my purpose. And so realizing that it was a gift and then realizing that um, God wanted to use it, it was early 2000s. Early 2000s. And so you yeah. would say that you've been consistently walking in that calling since, mm-hmm. since then. I have in one iteration or another, I have, whether it was a worship leader at the church and I believe in serving in your local church. I believe in that. I believe in that. Uh, so whether like, it's serving. Yeah. You know, we can still be do other things, but I, I believe in serving in your local church. Uh, if, if you're part of the fellowship, I believe in that. Um, but yeah. And, and the worship leader is a the choir member and then a the worship director. And then, as an overseer of worship and arts departments, I've, I've served in that mm-hmm. um, capacity. And it's always utilized, even when I don't want to use it. He right. always pulls on it, whether even in workshops and, and clinics that I, I, I serve in. Um, it, it always comes back to that. So yeah, I would say consistently over the years I have that been is serving cool. in that vein. And we know that even, even in walking in our purpose, we know that there are... Mm-hmm setbacks and roadblocks and pitfalls and different things like that. And this is, this is might be a heavy kind of, kind of question, but has mm-hmm. there ever been like a rock bottom moment for you? And, and if so, how did you overcome? How did you come out? Okay. So yes, absolutely. There has been one specifically, uh, 2012, I, um, separated from my husband and, and began a, a yeah. season of di- a divorce Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'll just be very very honest with you. I had we had we married in 1995, yeah. and I was devastated. 95 I mean, to 95, yeah. 2012, 2012, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know we were divorced in 2014, but that's when the season began, and the season lasted over over a year, and. Um, it was rock bottom for me, not in so much that, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not going to be married anymore. It was, I failed Ooh. at the assignment mm. that God had given me in the earth realm, a personal assignment. This is not a ministry assignment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People walk away from churches and I'm not saying that that's appropriate or good or anything. That's they have the reasons, but people leave churches, leave ministries, do whatever for a, a multitude of reasons. Right. However, this assignment was the assignment. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. And, and it wasn't um, just, Oh, you know, it was frivolous. It, and I don't want to make this belittle anything, but we served in the kingdom. We loved God, first of all. Yeah. We we were committed to family, committed to ministry, and um, faithfully served. And for my marriage to fall apart, it, it, it devastated me because I feel like that was my assignment from God, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so we have, you know, have children and I always wanted to model what God looked like in front of my family, right? I wasn't the, you know, sanctimonious running around, look at me, look at me. That's never been me. I'm always the low key in the background. I don't need attention. (laughs) And and then how funny is it that God puts you on one of the 
<laughs> premiere <laughs> stages, but I don't need a, a, attention like that. But we were, we served in our community. We served kids. We served wow. families. We did, our life was about one another and about our family and then our community. And so we were known by people, you know, in our community, in the industry, in his field, in my field. So it didn't feel like just this relationship fell apart. It felt like my life was crumbling because it was just very public. And so I never spoke out about it. Honestly, I've never even really interviewed about it. I never spoke out about it. Wow. Uh, I didn't make some big announcement on social media. Hey, I'm, you know, I never said anything mm-hmm. to this day in 2020. Some people still ask me how my husband is doing. <laughs> so, you know, I, because yeah. I never told, you know, people know, but still, but the point is, the point is I was devastated. And so I said, God, I have failed, you oh. know, um, I never put ministry or church work in front of my family, before, you know, like before my family. I was, I was going to say that. Family. Like, how did you, how did yeah. you balance that? Because you guys were in ministry yeah. together. Yeah. And so, you know, when we were younger and our children were much younger, they went with us everywhere. We never put them off on anybody. We kept our children with us or they traveled with me or, mm-hmm. and then as they got older in their teen years and, and in their pre, the preteen and teen years, um, it, we made a commitment that if they couldn't be with family, if they couldn't go with me or, mm-hmm. or they couldn't stay with family, depending on what it was, one of us would, you know, stay back with the kids because yeah. we, we believed in balance. Our kids were involved in sports and activities yeah. and, I always said I never want my kids to be angry with God or or be mad with the church because their mom and dad was gone all the time. Yeah, you know, yes. for, ch- for church. And so when I would travel a lot more, it became a family vacation. Mm-hmm. So I would take my sister or a cousin or or um, a, a close friend or someone that I trusted. Hey, can you look out for the kids? We we get you know nice hotels and mm-hmm. hey, as long as as long as the kids had a pool and somewhere to go to <laughs> eat, they didn't care. It was vacation, <laughs> and so you know that's what we did. We made sure that the children were taken care of, and then we didn't you know refrain from having them involved in activities because um, it would interfere with church or our assignments. Right. And so um, you know we it that that was primary to me that was the that was paramount yeah so you know we did a balancing thing and and it worked really really well um but yeah when that happened I just was like all right God I failed I don't want to do this no more um I I didn't ever do anything to try to you know harm myself but I was like you know if you don't wake me up in the morning I'm cool because I think I'll be I think I'll be with you and um, <laughs> you know, I'll, you know how it's we do. Real talk, no. Ab- absent from the body is to be present with yeah. the, you know. And I loved my life. I loved my family. I love people, and so I never wanted to to do anything harmful to myself. But I was broken in a way that yeah. it shook me because yeah. I I was like, what is going on with you? Well, you figure you were married from ninety five to two two. 2012 that's a long time to be with someone yeah. that's a, yeah. that's a knowing in an yeah. on another level you yeah. know yeah so and I, I, that was that was the bottom for me but God he really did when I say um put me back together because yes. you know how you function you know how you function you function because you have to you know what I mean you have to get up and and there were days when I would say God please just 
get me through this day without breaking down, get me through this day without resolving, you know, into a pool of tears, just get me through this day, you know, and uh, because I still had to go to work, I had had children to feed, I had to take care of myself, you know, I had to do what I had to do. And one day I was like, you know, I would go into my room and cry and God said, no, Show your children what grace under pressure looks like. I said, oh, what? You know, I, you know, I would feel a, a sadness or a something come over me and I would get up and walk away and go into another room because I didn't want them to see me crying. And, mm. you know, and it was I didn't want them to be mad or hurt or angry with their father, you know, outside of any other feelings that they were feeling. But God told me, no, you show them grace under pressure. Explain to them your tears. Because they'll need to know there'll be a season in their lives where they have to cry and they can cry and cry to me. And I said, okay. I, of course, we went to counseling. I'm an advocate for it. I don't care what anybody says. If they were good, godly people. I went to counseling. So and, good, I took my, and I took my children to a counselor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what you want, deal with it, however you want to deal with it. But that's what Tanya did. Yes. Uh, but over time, and God, he, he slowly restored, healed. He let me let it sit in it. Sometimes we want God to deliver us and snatch us out quickly. But he let me sit in it and I grew from it. I learned about me through it. I couldn't stay angry about uh, what happened. I learned Tanya be even better. And the Tanya I was at 28 wasn't the same Tanya at 45. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was, I had to learn and I had to grow. And he, he, he put me back together and um, he strengthened me and gave me a greater resolve. So I was, uh, I was down, but he, he took care of me. He picked you up. I, I'm just oh. about all of the women that listen into my show. And my show is all about um, women who are finding their identities outside of being a mother, a wife, mm-hmm. a, a mm-hmm. grandmother, like these titles that, that, mm-hmm. that we put on and then we lose a sense of ourselves. So this mm-hmm. show is all about helping women find and recover their identities. So that was going yeah. to be my next question. Like through yeah. that, when God lifted you up, did you have a better sense of who you were? Mm-hmm. Did you see yourself in a different light? Explain mm-hmm. to me how how that was I did I saw myself in a greater way I Mm. saw a much more deep I took much deeper examination Mm. of myself and what I thought how I felt was much more honest with myself much more um I don't want to say aggressive but intentional in um expressing who, who I am, what's acceptable. This ain't about um, finger snapping in the head, slaying it, you know what I mean? No, this was more, that doesn't suit you anymore, Tanya. That doesn't fit you anymore, Tanya. You're not, that. you're no longer, that coat is, is much, much too small. You've grown from that. You can't, you can't wear that anymore. And what I mean is it, it's a shedding of, the, of a former identity. I'll never stop being anybody's mother. I'll never stop being an auntie. I'll never stop being a sister. I'll never stop being a girlfriend. I'll never stop. But who I am is in greater measure, if that makes sense. I understand. I have a, a broader understanding and, and my identity is solid and sure. Mm-hmm. You know, many of us, we, our identity is t- attached to what we do. 
my my identity is not attached to what I do. You may know me as a worship leader, but that's not the totality of who I am. Come you on. may know me as uh, so-and-so's wife or ex-wife, but that's not the totality of who I am. That doesn't define me. Yeah. I'm not just anything. None of us are just one thing. Yeah. And so I've allowed myself to be comfortable growing outside of that box wow. and, um, and not having to explain. And I think some of this part comes as with age, <laughs> but experience and wisdom. I've grown uh, to, to be unapologetically Tanya. Wow. And, uh, and, and I love who Tanya is. I love the space Tanya's in. Doesn't mean that um, uh, I don't have moments, but I absolutely love Tanya without reservation. Well, I love Tanya too. So God be God be praised. Even yes. more, <laughs> even even more. I'm like she's my be best. Now. Yep, we're God be praised. No. Come on in the family, girl. Give me a hug. Because I would be right there. Um, I am so I'm so motivated by by mm-hmm. what you what you shared, and I'm so grateful that you said yes because I know the yeah. the women across the world we we've, we've got people tuning in from the Philippines all the way to South Africa, New Zealand, and Australia. And I know that these women are going to be blessed by what you have to say, because, you know, it's, it's one thing to go through situations, but then there's another when you know that someone's been down that road and you can Mm -hmm. look at their, their lives and say, but they made it. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm going to try not to get like emotional and stuff, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I'm just so grateful that you're open to share and, and just Mm -hmm. to see where you are now and knowing the road that you've walked to you. You're so, Mm -hmm. um, what you're, what you're stepping into and what you're doing now is just the beginning of it all because of just because of man, you, you paid the price, you know? So I'm just, you know, this is just the beginning. So I just say thank you again uh, for coming on the show and and sharing. If you could could give one nugget to a woman that's listening to the show right now um, and she's Mm -hmm. in the thick of it, um, Mm -hmm. what would you say to her? I hope they are listening and I want them to turn the volume all the way up. I need you to hear this ringing in your ears. Live. Live. There are so many moments in our life that we con- we consider defining moments. And when you ha- when you have a defining moment, you have to make a choice. I'm not telling you to um do superficial thing and that might be um change how you dress cut your hair grow your hair buy some hair you know what I mean I'm not go on a vacation I'm not telling you to do those things Mm -hmm. what I am saying is do not stop living God has a way of designing and interweaving all of the things in our life experiences. And just like that tapestry that looks like a mess in the background, Mm. the front of that tapestry is absolutely beautiful. And what it looks like to somebody else has nothing to do with what God has done in the background. 
live. Live. Feel it. Don't run from it. Get a counselor. Talk. You can talk to friends, girlfriends. That's fine. We all need an outlet. But get somebody that will help you process this. Because I'm telling you, you won't just go through it. You will grow through it if you choose to live. Live. Don't just say this happened to me and you can place blame, put it wherever it belongs, but keep on moving. Live. Live. Please live. There is a reason for you to be here. Live, sis. Don't stop living. Please don't stop living. Cry, but live. Cry, but live. Listen, that's a, that's a word in itself. I, I don't even, I don't even know. How do you follow that? I don't even know what this is. Yeah. Say after that. I we're going to so talk beautiful. about some fun stuff. Listen. God be praised. Yeah. Thank you so much again, Tanya, for coming on the show. And and thank you uh, to you out there that are listening in. Mm-hmm. You heard it from Tanya. Live. 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 Turn, you turn up the volume. You heard her. <laughs> Say live. Um, until we meet yeah. again. Until we speak again. Until mm-hmm. we see each other again. Thank you for watching and listening. Mm-hmm. Watching. That might be prophetic. Um, listening yes. to Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry. Until then. Bye-bye. <laughs>